0: Okay, I'm ready. You rolling? Yeah, I'm rolling.
1: Hey Pete, what's up chum? What's got you looking so glum? Hey Pete, what's going down?
0: It feels like everything's in flames and it's crashing all around.
1: Bought himself a church and he thought he had a plan, but as it turns out, Pete is not the man. A little hard work and a little bit of luck.
0: But now everything's terrible and no one gives a fuck.
1: Hey Pete, why so sad? What's got you feeling so lonely and mad? Hey Pete, it sounds like you're screwed.
0: I'm watching all the reruns and there's nothing I can do.
1: Well, he's in a situation, he's over his head. He can't fall asleep, tossing, turning in bed. He's digging for answers and coming up with rocks. I'm getting
0: pretty tired of sucking all these cocks. Metaphorically, of course.
1: What you gonna do now? The bill's still gotta get paid somehow. I know you're in the shitter and I know you're feeling low.
0: But it's Thursday night in Delhi, so we've got to do a show. Theme song, fellas. to the dutch hall hey. we are coming to you in the backstage podcast booth of the dutch hall in the bowels of the spiky ball studios in delhi ontario we are joined tonight by what is the nocturnal Emissions this week comprised of steve the reluctant german yeah. and mike zinger Woo. did an excellent job on oh, the opener yeah. exactly. and uh we also have with us our uh, podcast sketch artist <laughs> and uh, technical support for tonight's show, uh, Jordan for everybody.
1: Oh,
2: thank you very much. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I am your host. Oh, that's... Uh, <laughs> applause for Jordan? <laughs> well, no, I'm right. want to ruin that. No, Let's I'm keep the because I didn't applaud for them. Yeah, <laughs> they got nothing. And it, Yeah. And I, and I am the host. Let me just finish. All right. I am the host. <laughs> Of the show, the Dutch Hall. Pete Van Dyke. There you go. Now you go. Now. Hey! hey. 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 Oh, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to clap for myself. <laughs> but but uh, then now you can go. What did you, oh, you no, want to say?
1: I was just going to say uh, Jordan was too busy sketching to be able to stop and
3: applaud.
0: Applaud, yes, yes.
3: Ambient, the sound man. Yeah.
0: Now, Jordan, does the uh, does a concept for your sketch, does it unveil itself throughout the program, or is it something that you come into with a preconceived concept uh, you know, vision.
2: Well, the tasty gem like that to start the show off. I mean, I'm already, you know, being persuaded. Yeah. To do a certain content here, so uh, let's just let's just see how it goes. See let's
0: how see it goes, eh? Hey. The content could sway the picture, Good. is what you're saying.
2: Well, well, yeah, that's always a, a thing, you know. Uh, when the uh, infamous swastika was was drawn, that was mid show. Yeah. <laughs> it just had to happen.
0: Now, when I showed that to some people, that sketch, the swastika sketch, as you might uh, put it. People were sometimes. Why'd you have to do that? Is what uh, I was told, and I'm like, I am not in endorsing in any way, uh, the Nazi Party. Steve was. Yes, <laughs> yes. And that's what <laughs> yeah, I was, was uh, established. Yeah. yeah, In the picture, <laughs> it was Steve that was doing that, and I was against it. We here at Life or at, live, at the Dutch Hall are against Nazis. Yeah,
1: me too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Yeah.
0: Right, Mike. You. Steve, you say you're against it too, right? It's true, yeah. All right, I'm holding him to that. Jordan Use right, I heard it. Wait, you heard him say it. I heard him. God, I think I'm getting through to him finally after all <laughs> these years. Finally after all these years. Anyways, Steve last you night know, there were, last week there was a, a the German on the show, Uli, right? Yeah. That that fella. He did not show up this week. No. No 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 percussions needed this week. Just a two of you. It really was an old throwback to Dutch Halls in the past, I thought. It was because uh, when we started out, just acoustic yeah no right. drums, and then Jake Kipps said we couldn't play drums because we couldn't get the uh, the sound right and, we said, and it put us on the challenge spar. accepted yeah, challenge accepted and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger now it's smaller and smaller and smaller it seems to make more sense yeah that's what i'm I'm thinking because uh the band's all gone, Steve there's no more nocturnal, <laughs> nocturnal it's emissions just me. it's just me it's actually. just you now
1: and mike zinger thanks for coming
3: out yeah guest emission
0: yeah yeah there's a and you have played with the nocturnal emissions in the past too yeah, this true is, out in the pool shed out in the pool shed you're you're one of a few times yeah and uh we but we've never really though mike's been on a program supported you've been in the even you've, you've even been in the audience for some true yeah and uh and we're, we're and uh, we've never had a chance to really dig into Mike Zinger, so we're hoping to to dig a little bit into the uh, the enigma that is Michael Zinger.
3: Yeah, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
0: One thing I'm going to say, this is just just give people a taste of what could come later in the show. When you were a kid, uh, Mr. Zinger, did they refer to you as Mike, Mikey, Michael, or was it like Mickey? Like did it get in any of that? I've heard
3: them all. I've heard them all. But you know, it's a lot more of the zing. Zing oh. zing a ding. Zing a ling.
0: Right. But you as a as your parents or whatever, they wouldn't call you zing a ling. Uh, no. No, no.
3: You mean in my family.
0: Yeah, in your family. Like when uh, you're a child, what would your parents refer to you as?
3: There's some Mike, Michael, Mikey.
0: Mikey? Yeah. Never Okay. Okay. Hmm. Getting that. That's to not me not a lot.
3: Not a lot of Mikey. And then
0: <laughs> This is, an, this is a joke I tell on stage, uh, a question I ask a lot of people in the audience. What did they refer to your penis as when you were a kid? They? Yeah, your parents. <laughs> they would say, you got to you gotta wash your blank or you got to stop tugging at your what?
3: Hmm. I don't know if I heard either of those. I've
0: they never done. said? They never refer to your penis at I all, I see? Things. That is actually the most common answer I get when I ask that question when I'm doing stand-up is that people say, I have no idea what my penis Thing was called when i was a kid that is a because they're blocking it out from it's it's a terrible terrible thing your parents called it and it ruined your confidence that's what my theory is i'm not sure and I'm, i bet you mike they call it something like your little fucking mushroom or something like that
3: a little mushroom up against the glass
0: yeah they probably call it little mushroom against the glass <laughs> and then uh they're like uh and then you just chose not to remember that that's what i'm saying Did you ever hear of a of a thing called uh, big cock confidence? (laughs) Like big cock confidence, like a guy that looks like he's got no reason to be confident and he's real confident, and it's because he must have a big cock. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) It makes sense, right? It makes sense to a room full of dudes. That makes sense. I don't know if a woman could really uh, compare. You know, is there anything that's like would her boobs make her feel confident like that? Because every girl that has big boobs, says it hurts their back, and they don't like their big boobs. And if they have small boobs, they don't—they don't like their small boobs, right? It seems like women aren't happy about anything <laughs> when it comes to themselves, right? They always right. want something else. If they have straight hair, they want a perm, you know. If they right. have curly hair, they want it straightened. Why well, you just like, uh, like, and they—they can get laid anytime they want to because there's such a demand for them because we're such dirt bags, right?
3: I think it works that way with beards too. Oh, really? Yeah, beard confidence and, you know, all those other things you just said.
0: Do you have beard confidence? Oh, yeah. Both I you it. guys do? You All three you guys have beard confidence? <laughs> we all
1: have nice beards. Yeah, but
0: does it make a difference? Like if you I know when Joe, you know Joe Botello, he's been on our show lots of yeah, times. True. He has a job where he's got to uh, shave his beard, and I've said this publicly, so this is not talking behind Joe's back. I've, I've said it on his uh, Instagram and stuff. He looks ridiculous without his beard. He looks like uh, like horrible to look at. Remember at the <laughs> at the uh roast yeah. of Pete Van Dyke? How freshly unbearded. He just shaved that beard and he looked mm-hmm. he, he lost all of his confidence too, eh? He had nothing left. I've
3: seen him then yeah. too. I was like, "Have we met?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: It, and, it, and he changed, yeah. and now it's growing back again. He's getting his old his old swag back again. So welcome back to Joe's beard, <laughs> because it covers up his face, which is really helpful. It's terrible to look at. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I, maybe I should grow my beard. See, I I don't like growing my beard anymore because it's gray, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you keep it? You usually got a little bit of gray, but it's not. Yeah, that's the. Gray. Gray I used to have a, a red beard, eh? <clears throat> like a big red beard. And um, all my red hairs went gray. And the only ones that are still dark were the dark ones. But all the ones that weren't the dark ones went uh, gray. And now I look like an old man when I have a beard.
1: Yeah, but I'd say about the same thing for mine. You Used age.
3: to have beards more.
0: Yeah. yeah, when I didn't have a big gray beard, I had oh, yeah. beards. I would have beards all the time. When I was seventeen, I grew my first big my first beard to get uh, served, you know, at the <laughs> beer store, and. Uh, Pretty much then i w- I always like I have about a beard a year, you know, like a good beard a year, <laughs> and then uh, but I haven't had one in a, in, a, in about a year and a half I might I'm due for a good beard again, yeah, maybe it is a time to grow it out, but i I'm thinking I've gotta go full Jesus, grow the hair out. it's already getting a little long, then I'd go beard, then I go robe, then I go uh no, I'll go sandals before robe, then robe, then um. Uh, just full on delusional thinking I'm <laughs> Jesus. Eh? Animals in your pockets. Do the people you know how that is a that is a common um uh, uh delusion amongst the the insane, you know? They even did a movie about it where there's three Jesuses or something. Yep. And Peter Dinklish is one of them. Oh yeah. Did you hear about that movie? Anyways, uh there it was based on a true story where there's people who thought they were Jesus and then this this uh, psychiatrist like puts them uh, Richard Gere plays the psychiatrist <laughs> and he puts them he says he's gonna put them all in one room because they all say there can only be one Jesus right and they're the one and then they put them in one room and they all go fucking batshit because uh, there's three of them <laughs> that all think they're on the one mother. yeah so um, anyways uh, it's a common thing so I could develop it because I not do know it exists now and so being a bit of a hypochondriac you just think of it. It's like someone tells you about the coronavirus. You think you might have the coronavirus. Right. Do you think you have it? <laughs> no. 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 How is it? Get uh, they? Uh, did we talk about the market crash last time? I don't think so. Because like they're saying it, they're still blaming it on the virus, eh? Yeah. The market crash. I think it's way more than that. Oh, for, <laughs> for sure it is. Yeah, than one thing. I don't think they can say that the whole market. Uh, just is infected by one thing and then if it goes up it's because joe biden had a good night or something yeah <laughs> jesus christ one thing
1: super tuesday sounds pretty lame i
0: don't understand like, that these are people who their business is to know this shit eh mm-hmm. and then they go on the and they talk about it being caused by one singular thing cause the whole market to f- to collapse it doesn't make much sense there's multiple things happening in the world and they're all shitty <laughs> yeah. at this point in time. Absolutely. I really do. You Do you guys hope that um, something bad will happen like a market collapse or a, like natural disaster? Like I know you don't really hope it happens, but is there a piece of that is kind of excited that it might happen in your lifetime?
1: Well, I think every generation thinks that they are the last. Right. And I think that's just a human trait. We've been doing it forever. So uh, Yeah, but
0: like once every 100 years, something big fucking happens, right? Yeah. And so like generally once in your lifetime, you'll have like a big moment. Maybe our big moments already passed. Maybe 9-11 was the big moment that we lived through, you know? And then hopefully that's it. We'll never have another one. But chances are there'll be another big thing like a fucking comet hits us or some th- random thing will happen, right? Yeah. And then uh, I'm saying, is that something that it would be like terrifying to you? Or would it would be something that is exciting to you.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think if it's a, if it's a giant <laughs> asteroid coming towards us, there's nothing. Uh, no, like a, you're not like. gonna.
0: I'm just saying, like something bad happening, like a tor- a, a, a natural,
3: tor- a natural disaster, yeah. or like a terrorist act or something.
0: No, not terrorist act. Like I'm saying, like like a tornado, for example, that's an mm-hmm. easy one. Like a tornado, there was one in like Nashville, that just came out of nowhere and did some real damage, right? And that's okay. terrible and all that. But like I remember there being a tornado around here, and I was fucking pumped as a kid, and I saw it like I, you know, like it was like uh, it's terrifying, but it's like there's adrenaline that rushes through you, sure. and, and so there's a. I'd ser- be
3: excited to see a tornado,
0: right? Yeah, yeah me mm-hmm. too. And like if it was a hurricane, and we're not gonna have a hurricane here, but you know, if I was somewhere where a hurricane was happening, I wouldn't like. Uh, I wouldn't go out to seek it out, but if something like that happened, like a natural disaster or something like that, an earthquake, and you got to be there and experience an earthquake, you know? Like, I know it's terrifying, but Mm -hmm. there's a piece of me that wants to, like, be a
2: part of that, like, disaster. You want to be Bill Paxton out there with Dorothy is what you're saying.
0: (laughs) I'm saying it's just exciting. It gets your motor running, you know? It's not Mm -hmm. boring.
3: Dealing with the aftermath would be a different story. Yeah, it's awful.
0: Terrible. But the, it, it, maybe it's just the adrenaline of it all.
1: Well, I even think with nine eleven, um, you know, one tower goes down. One tower gets hit, one tower gets hit, goes down. You hear about D.C. And uh, the way it was going, it unfolded like a movie. And mm-hmm. I was not going to say I was sad when the carnage <laughs> stopped. But, uh, <laughs> you know, part of me was like, oh, it, is that it? Like, like, it wasn't like they blew oh. up the whole of New York City and then blew up Los yeah, Angeles yeah, yeah. or... Rockets in Armageddon didn't break out. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it felt like it could at that.
0: that yeah, you point, didn't know when morning. it was gonna end. Yeah, you didn't know where the end of it was. No, oh. I wonder where, because there was a lot more planned too that day. They could, it could have went further if they didn't shut it down. Mm-hmm. But once you uh, tip your hat like they did, <laughs> you're gonna figure it out. Yeah, it's hard to believe that's like fucking twenty years ago. Yeah. yeah it okay? is. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I can't even believe it. You know, like uh, a person that was. Born when, uh, when that happened is like 19 now. It's drinking, yeah. right? Crazy. Goodness gracious. I'm so old. Th- that's the thing about ol- being old is like you you. I still feel like a dumb kid, you know? Like I still feel like the uh, same as I did when I was young and thinking I had, was going to eventually grow up and be smarter or something. And then I wasn't. I was the same dummy that I was <laughs> when I was a kid. And <laughs> now you're older. Yeah, now you just look old. But you're still the same dummy. Like, uh, maybe I'm wiser, but I don't know. You're more experienced. You've
1: lived. You've right. seen some stuff.
0: Like, if you never try anything new, you're just going to make the same same mistakes. Or you, you don't make any mistakes because you know exactly what's going to happen. So then you just be safe, right? Yeah. And then your life will be boring. And then, uh, to me, that, that's what some people think is uh, is what they want. You know, security and, like, something that's boring and the same all the time. But to me, that's like death. You know, that sounds awful. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if you, if, if, like, for example, like right now, I don't want to do the show um, today. I didn't want to do the show, and then Steve wrote the song, this song, and I was like, ah, no, I have to do the show because it was, it, ma- it says it at the end, it's Thursday night in Delhi, and, and we have to do a show. <laughs> so that was it. Yeah, that was it. And it's true, we have to do it because we've always done it. It doesn't make sense to do it this week, but it never made sense to do it. So it doesn't make sense to stop doing it. <laughs> nope. Right? The only thing about it is the thing about when you're involved in some sort of an artistic pursuit is that when things go well, um, you feel like vindicated that everyone that told you what you're doing is stupid or all your doubts or whatever, or like, yeah, like I had something good happen and it was all worth, it's all been worth it. But then like the next night you do another show and then... Everything that you gained could be lost, you know, in confidence (laughs) because it's (laughs) so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And then you're back to like, just why did I do this in the first place? Because when it goes bad, then you really feel like they're all right, you know. Right. And then uh, I shouldn't have tried this in the first place, you know. David Foster, I saw an interview with him, and he said that on he says on Monday and Tuesday, he would let himself uh, or no sorry he would do like on uh, like Sunday. Tuesday and Thursday, he would uh, think he was the greatest thing in the world, you know. And then on like uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, he would think he was a piece of garbage, right. you know. And then uh, on Saturday, he would just take a day off. <laughs> he said, "Go golfing." Yeah, like not think of it at all. And then, uh, but then he would allow himself to be critical of himself on those days, and then allow himself to be kind of like a ego maniac where he where you think that you deserve to have this sort of success that he's got, right? Yep. Do you think that, do you think that's true about like musicians and, and like, uh, people that, uh, achieve success in their, in their like, uh, craft? And and do you think that they eventually, um, that, that, that hurts them, the success of it? Do you know what I mean? Did I trail off on a thought there?
1: No, Dad. no, uh, I did. I trailed oh. off. <laughs>
3: it can, it can
0: hurt. Yeah, it can hurt, hurt them, right? Like sometimes it's better to, like, to be struggling yeah, than know. the, the art is, is better because of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. Like if you like, uh, like if a com- like we were talking about this earlier in the day, yeah. like, like, if a comedian's talking about being a millionaire, like it's not gonna go over. No, right. So once they are it's usually it means they're not funny anymore
1: right they, they're they out of touch they're
0: yeah now i think in music though they like the bravado of success though right so it doesn't i don't know but the but the music does suck if people are happy
2: <laughs> it's genre related you know you look at a band like horn or limp biscuit or slipknot back in the new metal days when i was a kid these bands were pissed off they had no money they're touring they were, touring. Mm-hmm. They were fucking giving it them all then, then when they got their million dollars it's like well how do you write a song about being mad about your you know your mom or you know being at home or whatever yeah, when yeah. You like literally yeah. have millions of dollars so now they like take a step back and start writing from the perspective of the people and you know it's a big change and it's just not the same yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah you know what I agree with that. You know, even Rage Against the Machine, you yep. know, once they were, like, successful, then they're like, we, "We, it's our time, we have to go touring now because the times require us to sing our songs. Like, fuck right.
1: off. Thanks for the $300 tickets. <laughs> Thanks. Rage <laughs> no Against shit. That, you guys must be so mad about $300 tickets. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly, right? And I remember when I used to, like, I was a grunge was my, was my era. Mm-hmm. Uh, not when I was young, though. When I was young, it would be, like motley crew or whatever there's no no nothing uh that was just bubblegum bullshit because you're a kid right but the first time i like real music it was like grunge right and then i like pearl jam and then pearl jam uh started selling wine and he was wearing a golf (laughs) shirt at one point in time i went to see him and i'm like this is fucked you know they got old and then they're just peddling their shit you know it sucks you know The you know the baby boomers that everybody like can openly make fun of now okay boomer and all that shit it's like now this isa we hated the baby boomers all the time the generation x yeah we knew that that it was fucked up and yet uh no one cared and then uh now everyone can make fun of the baby boomers you know they were the hippies Mm -hmm. and they were the ones that were supposed to change everything and then they didn't they They made it all worse and then we were i guess we had a shot the act Generation X, did we? We were so small. We didn't do fuck all. We <laughs> <laughs> were so small. Well, we did the. Do, do we get the internet? Do we make the internet? I thought Al
1: Gore did the internet. <laughs> He's a boomer, right?
0: <laughs> I don't think he did the internet. I think that was that was um, a gaffe, right? That he said something like he made the internet, but he did not.
2: Stephen Harper then, right?
0: Stephen Harper did. <laughs> yeah. Yes, He's thank you. He player. is the internet.
2: <laughs> Who was before Obama? Was that? Clinton? No. No, it
0: was George W. Bush. Bush.
2: I I heard a thing that said that Obama was the first president that's ever played a Nintendo, an old NES. You think about that? Huh. Oh, really? Apparently, I'm. I don't know where my facts come from, but
0: it, and the only right because I
2: don't think Trump's ever played one. I think that Trump's probably rocked some Super Mario three. No, I mean the controller's too big for
1: his tiny hands. <laughs> I don't think
2: he's ever done it. I don't think he's ever. You've seen those scantily clad photos of him on the bed with the robe and shit? I don't know. I think he's had some fun. I don't know.
0: He has had fun. He's had hookers pee on him, but he hasn't.
2: <laughs> if that's your. You,
0: yeah, yeah, if you're having, if you're doing that stuff, you're not playing video games. That's what I'm saying. You pick a lane. Yeah. You go, I'm going to get urinated on by Russian prostitutes or play Mario Kart. You don't do both. You can't have you both? Can't both? What kind of world is this? Yeah. I think you pick a lane in that. I don't think there's a lot of carryover. People that are playing video games, it's because they don't have the means to take a plane, go to Russia, get a nice bottle of Pedialyte, fill a prostitute up with it, and tell her, meet me in the bedroom, and we're uh, put down a nice, uh, maybe a garbage bag or something.
1: I like the pedia touch, or Pedialyte. That's well, a you don't touch. want her to get dehydrated, eh? <laughs> no.
0: You want to think of the lady. Pedialyte. Pedialyte, perfect. Yeah, not Gatorade either. You know, we're talking about something that's going to help her not <laughs> fill her up with salts and sugars. Steve,
1: sorry, sorry.
0: professional sorry. woman.
1: That was my go-to.
0: Yeah, yeah, Pedialyte. Anyways, we should get to a segment that we call a feedback. We got feedback. Here. Welcome to Feedback, We Got Feedback. This week's segment is brought to you by our good friends at Spiky Ball Studios. If you are looking at improving your online presence, please give Spiky Ball Studios a call at 519-420-7566, or you can email us at spikyballstudios at gmail.com. If you uh, need anything done, like a website video, if you need a, maybe a marketing uh, something for a a booth at a marketing show, if you need uh, something to uh, put on your social medias, if you need just some sort of uh, uh, your life's ambition to be realized, give us a shout at Spikey Bull Studios, and we will do what we can to help you out. We have a great team that we've uh, assembled here, and we are partnered up with the good folks at Silver Drop Media, and so we can solve all of your problems Give us a call at Ball Studios. That is it. Oh, and then uh, Clean Flow. I'm just going to give Clean Flow a little shout out. Clean Flow. Bling. Bling. That's when we don't have that stinger. Um, so this week, I'm really excited about our feedback <coughs> because uh, we actually got some from Australia this time. Australia.
2: Australia. Yes, Australia. G'day.
0: And we, um, we had uh, last time. Uh, I think it was two shows ago or something. I was talking about Australia, and I said we had real listeners there, like real ones, not just Mm -hmm. robots or whatever. It doesn't matter. Some of the other countries, you know, they look like we're a big deal in France, you know. We've been a big deal in France for a few months now. But I think it's fake. I don't think those numbers are real, right? But these Australian numbers that we have are real, live people who are dedicated to our program. They listen to a lot of our, our shows, you know. That's awesome. And the one fella, and I don't hope I'm saying your name right. Um, So it's from Emil Van Steek. Yeah. And it could be Emil, or, but I think if you say it like Emil, then it's kind of sounds like maybe it's in Australia. Emil. 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 But it's Emil. Emil. Emil Van Emil. Whatever it is, I hope I didn't say it wrong, but I did say it wrong a number of times because I said it eight different ways. <laughs> one of those is right I'm sure. It said he says "G'day Pete, as a dairy farmer, I never heard of anyone fucking a teat dipper." <laughs> Which is really refreshing that somebody's actually came right out and said it that no one has fucked a teat dipper, but then he goes on to say, "The dip in my life time has always been sprayed." Oh. So they don't even dip their teats, they spray the teats with iodine. Hey, huh. okay? well then there's mm. all the fun because a teat dipper <laughs> looks like a fleshlight you know but it's full of iodine they put it in the is put it into the teeth you know to dip it dip it just right
2: keep that motion going yeah right so <laughs> you would think
0: if you're dipping a teat all the time you're lonely in a barn i'm just saying emma says it's been sprayed on most likely in australia they got rid of the teat dipper mostly because i think the the farm hands were always fucking them yep. <laughs> right and now they said, we got to switch to spray. So the guys are spending more time milking and less time putting iodine on their dick. Right. And then he went on to say, uh, never heard of bat shit smelling good. Because I said there was fruit bats hmm. and they, uh, those uh, flying foxes. Yeah. And they would uh, shit, eat fruit and then their shit would smell nice. That's what Brandon said. And then he said, uh, we don't have bats in our part of Australia, but the Queenslanders are different. So who knows? Wow. Well. Yeah, and I, I also know. didn't know that this, the the um, New South Wales people and the and the uh, Queenslanders had that sort of rivalry. Hmm. You know that they were that they're different over there hmm. in Queensland. Did you know that?
1: I, I know that Australia is a lot bigger than I thought.
0: What? Well, how big did you think it was?
1: Uh, well, I saw a map recently where it shows that it takes up like most of North America. Oh yeah. In terms of size, and I never thought it was that big.
0: Most of it's nothing, too. It's like barren, right? Yeah.
1: It's like Newfoundland. There's nothing in the middle.
0: Really? Yeah. Newfoundland's got nothing in the middle? It's got trees, I bet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Rocks. Yeah. You know that uh, Russia's nothing. Yeah. Moscow's just like a f- in the middle of a forest, I think. It's just all forests, and most of Russia's just fucking forest. Or tundra.
2: You know, I play a lot of Pokemon Go. Of course. <laughs> of course. And I'm a cheater. Okay, so what I do is I route my uh, my address so that I can play in different countries. And I've noticed when playing in Australia, there really isn't a whole fuck of a lot going on. Same with Honolulu. Hawaii, there's like four roads. That's it. Huh. I see people paying $4,000, 5000 whatever to go there. It's like four roads. I don't even know. <laughs> Ridiculous. But Australia, yeah, you're surprised. There's just like a Sydney on the bottom and not really a whole lot going on. Yeah, it's all like on the, uh, the coast. The perimeter.
0: Yeah, because if you go too far into the inside of it, they fucking kill you with all these poisonous everything. Fucking wallabies and shit. Yeah, are the, wallabies poisonous? No, actually, wallabies
2: <laughs> probably are the most innocent animal. I probably got that wrong.
0: Oh, yeah? Oh. I saw this marsupial um, f- wolf that's extinct, right? It, the last one died in the uh, 30s, hmm. and they had this rare footage of it, and they showed this wolf, a marsupial wolf uh, that was uh, an Australian animal. It's pretty cool looking. Crazy. Yeah. Wow.
1: Had a pouch and everything.
0: Yeah, that's how that. that that's why they call them. The, for some reason, that whole fucking continent's got pouches on. it. <laughs> right, everything's got a pouch.
1: A lot of drug dealers.
0: <laughs> yeah. You think those? That's why those animals have it. They're <laughs> they're dealing to the, the aboriginals probably because they're more in touch with well, nature.
2: Don't, don't they have like weird like roots and shit that they can just chew on and get fucked up like? I remember Does when you watch, ever... like, Border Security and stuff, you see these weird drugs that, like, I've never seen before. Like, some of the guys got a big fucking root, and is like, oh, that's drugs. I'm like, that's a fucking root, root. man. I don't <laughs> know. What are you going to do with that? Wow. <laughs> it's like the first time I saw fentanyl. I was uh, at a bar DJing, and uh, somebody came up, and they were selling it to somebody, and they pulled on his coat. And he's like, gotta look at this. I'm like, what the fuck are those patches? Those look like you, like 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 bandages you put on <laughs> cool. like no that's a uh, fentanyl i'm like well, what the fuck is that what do you do with that they're like oh you can cut it up you can shoot it and i'm like yeah you can get that shit away from me yeah. <laughs> that was like 10 12 years ago and yeah. now here, here we are Fentanyl's a thing i yeah. just saw a guy with some patches and whatever he was selling them for like 50 bucks a patch i'm like eh, jesus you really, <laughs> really <laughs> rope some people into some stupid shit yeah.
1: Weird expensive to, band-aids uh,
0: we yeah were, really <laughs> <laughs> and we were uh, putting on this comedy show recently, and then we were in the parking lot leaving after, and uh, the police came in and uh, they, there was this one girl selling that stuff, and then they were trying to uh, arrest her, and then uh, it seemed like she was uh, like in handcuffs and shit, or like somehow was restrained, but then they just kept uh, telling her not to resist, and then like kicking her as hard as they could, like Punching in her. her as hard and punching guy. her wow. in her ribs and stuff like that and uh it was brutal to watch and we were like should not we go help her i'm like well those are the police because they were in yeah, plain clothes <laughs> <do>? Yeah, <it's laughs> so they, but it was like uh it was awful man but they're serious business i guess uh, uh, about that because it kills so many people on yeah. everyone's always going in and out of the hospitals yeah. if you go to awful. if you go to the hospital now and just try like have a real problem you got to like uh wait forever because they keep bringing in overdoses over and over again
2: like it's it's constant traffic of overdoses in there oh yeah see people like it when when you overdose off, off someone's shit because they're like oh well that guy's got the good shit he'll kill somebody that's crazy. it up that's the craziest thing i've it's, ever heard it's so true it's ridiculous
0: why i don't understand that logic is it uh it's great it's crazy though right Well, you just it? don't do as
2: much and you'll get right fucked up <sighs> I
0: don't it's understand. ridiculous
2: I actually have friends in Tilsonburg, yeah, that uh, at, at their house, they somebody was smoking, I think, fentanyl. And they went to the hospital did overdose. And then four hours later, someone else from the same house smoking the same fucking fentanyl. I don't know why they didn't seize the fentanyl. Well, maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe they had extra fentanyl kicking around. I don't know. Ridiculous.
0: It's constant. Moral of the story. Yeah, yeah it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's why I will stick to... Some other concoction that I make up, <laughs> These are the things that I agree with. Uh,
2: See, we used to just take apple juice and pour like yeast in it and leave it in the closet for a while in college, and then just drink it because you get and you get drunk off it. Yikes! <laughs> that's you know, hey, now that's a good time. <laughs> <laughs> that's just fermentation. Yeah, 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 that's you know, hey, no big. That's college, college life.
0: Is there is there anything uh, that? It, if you could figure out how to make your own stuff, uh, I don't even know where <laughs> I'm going with this. I was going to say, like, you, you know how you can make your own booze, mm-hmm. and you can make your own... Uh, but booze never really tastes like the booze that you buy, eh? Yeah. Have you ever been able to make homebrew where you're like, oh, that tastes like as good as a beer? If it's a
2: kit. When they give you the kits, yeah, they're pretty seasoned. But like to go and get some hops and shit from the farm and... <laughs> Bring up uh, some Bud Light. And yeah, like, no, it ain't it. gonna happen. It's all <laughs> that sour shit. You've had those homebrews or the, yeah, they just the take, craft beer. Yeah, it's like when someone offers me a craft beer, I'm like, <sighs> I'll rather drink bush ice. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, it's fine. I'd probably have a Coors Light over some craft beer. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes
0: yeah, it was too hoppy and stuff like that. You need to eat it with a uh, drink it with a fork, you know. It's it's just yeah. like you get through three quarters of it. I do like a bitter beer though, like uh, one that's that's bitter, like an IPA or something like that. Mm-hmm. I do like that, but cuz it's quenching.
2: Yeah, even mm-hmm. a lager can be nice, yeah. Done right. Not in the basement.
0: Yeah. yeah. Anyways, would you uh make whiskey out of a still?
1: Sure. If I had a still.
2: Well, you got to be careful to do that, right? I don't think so. I you got to be careful cuz it turns to wood alcohol. You could die. Oh. Whiskey, uh. vodka, stuff like that cuz we were looking into doing it and getting a still and going down by the <laughs> river. And you got to cool it, heat it up and cool it down and shit like that. Uh, but you, as long as you have a wood alcohol tester, then it's safe. Mm-hmm. But they just, the government would rather you just not do that at all. Right. Not yeah. too hard liquor yourself? Yeah. It's like distillery. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you can get wood alcohol. I don't even know how wood alcohol uh, comes to be. I, I don't It doesn't
3: know. have to be wood. It can be grain. Well, yeah. No,
2: no. When I say, uh, it was, hmm. it was they use grain and shit. They use corn and whatnot. But I was told it was called wood alcohol. Hmm. Maybe I'm. Maybe this is worthy of a Google search. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah cause so Dutch I'm, Halls doesn't I'm usually use Google because we just mm. make up facts and then tre- yeah. treat them like they are. And some people will listen to us and believe us if we don't look up the real fact. <laughs> but this time we'll allow it if you want. Methanol. Wood alcohol is methanol. Yeah. It's like a, a byproduct of it, and you can't drink of that. It tastes like wood.
2: I guess it does say... Destructive distillation of wood. How about... Uh, sense? Is Maybe there's some part of it where it's in a wood container, perhaps? Mm. I, I don't really know. We'd have to actually look at a diagram of a still, but it does, it's usually copper, right? I don't you know. ever heard anyone make their own root beer? Yeah, I've Lord made my own, own root beer. Famous. You have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
0: I don't know. You've made your own root beer? Yep. How did you do it?
1: Uh, I used to do it at camp, and when I was a, a counselor, we made it with my cabin one summer. Uh, you buy a
0: uh, bunch of roots and put it in a barrel?
1: No. No, it was a kit. <laughs> root beer kit? Root beer kit.
0: But I'm it's made. roots, right? It's got to have roots in it. I don't know about it. can be root beer with no roots?
2: What is the root? What is the root
3: from root beer?
0: It's a bunch of roots. You got to buy them at a health food store, like licorice root and this I, root. I think and I think it's bark.
3: Mm. Bark. Oh, that's cool. Is it bark? Yeah, there's some bark. Bark's some root
0: beer birch. is made from bark. Birch. I don't birch. know. you can look Google that, too. I don't know shit about that. I know when I was a kid, my neighbor made sarsaparilla. Mm. And then she came over and let me try it. It was good. That's all <laughs> I know. And I've been thinking of it ever since, but I never heard of a person that did it. But you did it at camp. Mm. And there was a kit for it. Eh, that was exciting. There's yeah. a barrel and a bunch of roots.
3: <laughs> yeah, there was no barrel. Did you guys see any of those in Jamaica, the root drinks? Anywhere? No. Mm-hmm. They're famous for it.
0: I had the one. Uh, I had the Cam- uh, campari uh but that's a that they drink it there in Jamaica uh, it's made from a bunch of bitter roots and it's mm-hmm. pink mm-hmm. you know uh, but that's Italian it, but they they drink it in Jamaica a lot it's supposed to make you dick hard mm-hmm. and they have it with Jamaican rum it's called Circe a Circe and then you mix that and then the rum's supposed to uh, get you drunk and then the other stuff's supposed to get you like Hard so every time you order one of those drinks, they would like, uh, they make fun of because they know what you're up to. <laughs> hey, the one time I ordered a Jamaican ramen, and then a guy goes, Where no, no, he I ordered a Circe, and he goes, Where we keep the Campari for this white boy? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said. They didn't think I knew, I'm like, I'm they're right in front of me, they're like, Yes, sir, like, like, uh, they're being polite, and then in front of me, they think they're talking like patoir something but it's like <laughs> that's easily understandable that yeah. you just anyway i think that's funny for sure um anyway i want to say to animal versteeg thank you very much for the feedback and that was uh that's awesome to see like we i believed we had a listener in australia for uh, quite some time then we got uh some messages on social media from them. now we have an actual like piece of feedback Next thing you know, we're all off to Australia. And we're going to be the biggest sensation in Australia since uh, rabbits.
1: Oh. oh. Yeah. Wow.
0: That was a big sensation. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> rabbits. A long time ago.
1: Nothing better than rabbits, eh? Huh? That's their logo. We've got nothing better than rabbits. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a kangaroo. Nope. They said
0: when, no, the, when uh, the first settlers went over to Australia... The cats and like the pets that they brought over just decimated all the, of the, the natural, the stuff that was natural of that area.
2: What well, wasn't it? It was a prison island. And the diseases too. Yeah, that was like a prison for England.
0: Yeah, for England. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So it's pretty sketchy <laughs> there. From what I've heard. <laughs> I've, I've you never been? Oh no, but I've had a lot of friends that actually went and planted trees down there, and they talk about Nimbin a lot. Apparently, Nimbin is like mm. the pot capital of Australia. Hmm. And you can buy weed and alleys and shit. And <laughs> yeah. And there's like a pot museum and shit. It sounds like a good time.
0: Yeah. I don't know. They got good milk there, from what I hear. Sweet. Good dairy farms in uh, New South Wales. Anyways, thank you very much. And if you would like to give us some feedback, do it at uh, live from the Dutch hall at gmail.com, or you can just do the, the Dutch hall at gmail.com. Turns out we have both of those things. And uh, you can also go on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and all that shit. We are Dutch Hauler uh, live from the Dutch Hall. You can find us there. Um, so that is it for feedback. We uh, just wanted to talk. There's one thing I wanted to talk about with Steve pre-show. We were talking about guns. And uh, I really wanted to have, I fi- I, I would have put money on it. That Steve, the reluctant German, had never fired a, a gun in his life. I thought Zinger probably had done it, because you look like you grew up on a farm or something like that. Did you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and Jordan just seems like firearms were a piece of your life. Cause
2: no, not even actually. Just recently, my father-in-law. Well, they were all out shooting guns, and I kind of was. And that was your first
0: time. Yeah,
2: they gave me the woman's shotgun. And I shot that, and I thought that was a quite a wallop, as uh, Neil would say. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then they gave me, a, I guess, a bigger gauge. Then they went in the house and got a big shotgun. And I ended up, yeah, taking a few steps back. There's a lot of power. A lot of wallop. Just yeah, yeah, there a lot of wallop.
0: Now, so, well, that's that's a sh- surprise. I would have thought that you were, like, you were brandishing weapons. Your life seems like Grand Theft Auto to me. No. And then, uh, you have a lot of stories, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then. It's uh, like Gat. You say,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Steve, Steve, on yeah. the other hand, Steve doesn't seem like he's out there. If you're, if Steve's firing weapons, it's because he's hiding them in his black trench coat <laughs> and going into his high school to make things right. right. But, but you have fired a gun, you told me before the show. Yeah, it's true. And I just need to hear the whole, the whole story. I want to hear it fresh on the air a situation where a weapon and Steve come together and you fire a weapon
1: all right you ready uh yeah. i was uh 18 years old i was at a buddy's cottage and uh his dad uh woke us up every morning by uh firing rounds off uh his shotgun right outside our our windows wow and uh yeah it was it was <laughs> awesome and then uh, one morning uh i woke up and i was like can i shoot your gun and he was like yeah sure why not so he he pointed me at, like, a log that was near the shore at the at the lake. And I, I aimed for it and was off, like, way off, like, meters. And I just shot it straight across the lake into the woods. And he was like, oh, my God, like, you could have <laughs> killed somebody. Like, I told you to aim for the log in the water. I was like, what, what the fuck? I've never shot a gun. <laughs> I don't know how to aim it. But it was a shotgun.
0: And then never again? Never again. Did it hurt?
3: How was the wallop?
1: Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. Maybe it was the ladies' gun. Could have been.
0: Didn't wallop yet. Yeah. Um, it looked like you put like little AA batteries in it. Like it was just <laughs> little
1: pop, little, just little guys. Yeah, no, I didn't get to load it. I just got to shoot it. it shoot I
0: it. had a bad experience with guns every single time I shot one, except for when I went skeet shooting one time with Jason Riders. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, it was the best. It was actually really fun. We did it where you had uh, they threw the skeet. They they threw this the the whatever, the skeet or whatever. And then the first guy had to shoot it. And if he missed, then the next guy would sh- try to hit it before it hit the ground. And if he shot it, then that guy's out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it would so it was, that was the game we played. It was super fun. That's the only positive experience I had with a gun in my life. It was that, uh, but every other time was, uh, was, just, I just ended up hurting myself, you know, there cause you are. Uh, there cause- were terrible, terrible experiences. One time I found a shotgun shell, on the uh when i was waiting for the bus you know it was in the ditch uh, uh, at my farm or whatever i found a live shotgun shell and i brought it to school just kept in my pocket you know and then uh i was playing with it on the bus and the bus on the way home already i was like i brought it out at every recess the live shotgun shell <laughs> threw it around
3: ah uh, the 80s <laughs> show and tell.
0: and then uh and then i I'm, I'm playing with it on the bus the bus driver sees me and then uh like gets off the bus at my house like keeps the kids on the bus and gets off the bus to tell my dad look what oh. I had uh, had on the bus and then my dad uh, I didn't even know we had guns in my house but uh, we had a shotgun and uh, he took it out of the closet and then uh, loaded this uh, thing into it and then uh, we had one of those pinwheels on the uh, on the tree I you know from like July 1st or something like that yep. and he went into the uh, driveway and i remember he just shot the shotgun at the pinwheel and it and it, it blew up my dad said he's he and re, like afterwards he said he didn't he he couldn't do that he he was shocked that he hit it because he didn't he doesn't really <laughs> once in a million shotguns. yeah he doesn't really fire guns himself and then um but anyways i remember just crying then at that point in time because it was so loud and it blew up the thing and i had no idea you know because i was young and i was so young i didn't i had no fucking idea
1: no how could you
0: it was I just remember that I've picked up shotgun shells before, but they're empty, right? So then and this one was like heavy. So it was like this was full, you know. Mm-hmm. I was really happy about that. Normally you would take a uh a nail and a hammer, right? And then you'd bang it and then make it blow up, right? <laughs> or I'm you like just hammer it. Out. You know, you just you wouldn't take a nail, you would just take a hammer, right? I think you put it into a vise and then you'd <laughs> No one? No one be uh, dangerous. Uh, yeah, no. yeah, no shit. Every single thing I did was dangerous when I was young. It was the 70s and 80s. It was the best. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone survived. <laughs> no. You know when they, back in like the 60s, people used to drink and drive all the time, and everyone tells us stories about how um, cops just tell you, you know, take it easy on your way home. Remember that?
3: And, yeah, the, you, and the 70s.
0: And the 70s, yeah. But people would be always, there was every year there was, uh, there was a page of dead kids in the yearbook. Right, that was the difference. Oh, ouch, that was true though, right? People talk finally. They're like, "Yeah, the cop just said this. Go home." But yeah, like, look at old yearbooks. There's always an in memoriam page at the back Ugh. with uh with all the kids that died from uh, the same thing. So things have actually gotten better. Mm-hmm. Is my point, even though it sucks, because I can easily <laughs> drive at point zero eight and be fucking great at driving, but I would lose my license, right? Give me a point zero nine. I could drive at 1.2573. <laughs> That's what I mean. Dave's Charter said you should have a graduated license where they give you a, a booze like Johnny Fever on WKRP and then uh, they test your ability to drive as you get more drunk. And then if you can drive drunk, then you get a drunk license, right? so that's no big deal. I don't get an impaired unless my alcohol's like 2.75 cuz I'm such a good drunk driver, right? But some other like lady who's just terrible, can't hold her booze or whatever, that girl can't she's
2: maybe point 04. Would it be like a bragging right like at a bar like oh, I got a I got yeah. a .8 license for sure. Well, fuck you! I got a. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got a 2.7. Yeah, I'm the best drunk driver ever. He's getting laid. Bartender,
1: Anything. another drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got a license for
0: it. Turns out I'm the best at driving when I'm blacked out. I'm thinking about <laughs> it. Uh, turns out when I went to Jamaica with Steve, uh, that um, that I uh, this uh, girl that went with us brought a funnel, and then I funneled beers one day, and then uh, forgot that day. Completely, And then my wife had to go out to a, um, the uh, luxury restaurant or whatever, the fancy mm-hmm. schmancy restaurant. The French that place. The French place. Mm-hmm. Uh, by herself. A little mm-hmm. table for one because uh, Pete's having a little nappy poo.
2: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> eh? you ever do something like that? Well, my wife's reaction. Well, one time I went with some friends out of Niagara Falls, and we were going down to uh, the Palisade to play the bowl after the casino. I was pretty dickered up. I'm not going to lie. I was hanging out the cab window high-fiving people down Lundy's Lane. And the cabbie was surprisingly cool with it because, I don't know, it was just kind of a really – it was funny. It was a lot of fun. But anyways, when I got home, I was so drunk that I couldn't take my shoes off. And it was the first time my wife's ever seen me that drunk. And I laid on the bed, and she was talking about going to get a suppository for me. Uh, I, gra- I think a I gravel suppository or something like that And because she's a nurse, right? She thought that that's the best method at this point. And uh, I just ate a Wendy's uh, ba- baconator and just went to, uh, just went to sleep. <laughs> oh uh, just give me that baconator.
0: And then when you went to sleep, she shoved a suppository in your ass. Uh, I bet
2: <laughs> she did. She was very gentle. You know, uh, nurse uh, nurses hand. Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, nurses are nurses are good uh, ladies. Is my opinion.
2: Yeah, she's a good woman.
0: Yeah, they're good to marry, get married to, and the and the worst people to get married to are hairdressers. That's what. Uh, I heard a very good, uh, very uh, good friend of the show gave me that advice. He says, "If you're looking for a wife, go for a nurse. Uh, I do not go for a hairdresser," is what she said. I'm sorry for hairdressers that might be listening to this, <laughs> but according to this fella, <laughs> uh, friend of the show, he says hairdressers no good.
2: So recently, we had a bat in the house. You oh,
0: change the subject. Does yeah. this have something to do with a hairdresser?
2: No, it has something to do with overreacting. A nurse. Hairs. Wait, did you say cat? A, a, <laughs> a, a bat? Oh, a bat. okay.
0: So, and uh, your oh, okay, okay. Your wife's a nurse, and there is so a bat in the house.
2: This bat, although, was hibernating, so it just was come crawling out. Now, earlier in the year, maybe three months ago, we did have a bat flying in the house, and we thought that it went back up the hole of the, of the register after you know, but I don't believe it did. I think it hid somewhere and hibernated, and then all of a sudden, we have the newborn, the six-month-old, on the ground, and there is a bat crawling next to the newborn right. making them whatever sounds as a terrible attempt so my wife kills said bat now it's been a three-day ordeal because of looking into rabies and we called the health department and called all these different people and they came and seized the corpse of the bat to test it yeah and my wife's you know now she can't sleep for three days because we have to wait to find out if the bat is rabid because if the bat's rabid, it was near the baby. We have to give the baby the shots, and I'm like, the baby's fucking fine, oh, man. <laughs> I hate to baby. tell you, if that baby had yeah. rabies, it would be upset right now. But now, nah, if she listens to this, I'm gonna be in so much trouble. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh! I she don't even know, know why you did it. I'm you watching you the whole Don't time. take
0: me <laughs> seriously. And it's also she's a mama.
2: No, she's but a it's great like mother. She got to defend her her nest. She's a great what? mother, and that's that's the problem is that I'm just too lazy. No, to I
0: totally get it. I, I totally get it. I'm I and I I would let my kids suffer uh, when I should take them to the doctor for mu- for like months.
2: <laughs> I don't know about a six-month-old though. You can't really. Find
0: no it. no no. You're not allowed to do that, or they will pass away. Yes. So we. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: <laughs>
3: but five, six, seven-year-old.
0: Fuck. Yeah. Well, lots it, of, just don't itch it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. I, I always think that uh, it'll just go away on its own, you know, which is not always the case. Cancer's a tough one.
2: It's <laughs> not go away on its own. Cancer and and certain venereal diseases. Yeah, it's.
0: I have one that uh, that they say could possibly go away on its own, though. It said right in the book I read about the type of cancer I have that sometimes it just goes away, and then but it'll come back like in ten years or something. But it was going to remission for n- doing nothing. Like the, so I don't know. I got fat, again. I got skinny from it, and then now I'm fat. So maybe it went
2: away. It's just chilling. Maybe hibernation just like the bat really what's happening just yeah yeah stay away from his baby <laughs> <laughs>
0: your bat uh your this uh your house is uh, infested with bats <laughs> well there's one wall
2: that yeah w- you know you can always not always but sometimes you can hear the screen yeah yeah uh, it's an outside wall now the, there was this uh ceiling vent we had so obviously they put in the venting my house was made in the 60s but they did all baseboard heating so they put in all these air ducts and vents and shit later so because they did that, it's just not plumbed the right way, if you will.
0: There's a little, there's some cracks and stuff
2: from the yeah, it's.
0: You know, we, w- uh, we got our house bat proofed one time because we had them all in our walls and stuff. And, uh, all they do is they like put a, the bats would come out every night to feed or whatever, and you could see where they come out. And then they would uh, put like a a door so yeah. that they could leave, but they couldn't come back in the exit only. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And they would just have to go and fend somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny because recently I was driving through a neighborhood and I saw someone had a bat box and they literally spray painted the Batman logo on it. I thought that was so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I would rock a bat box. That would be awesome.
0: Bat boxes are cool, too, because yeah. the bats are good to have around at night to yeah. get for
2: mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And stuff. Absolutely. I don't I don't dislike bats. So we did get the results today. And no, the bat was not rabid. Oh, no. Yeah. But apparently, there, yeah, there is issues with killing a bat in your house. You know, you can. Possibly get six months in jail for doing something like that. What? Because bats are kind of somewhat like protected. Hmm. So you can't fuck with the bat. You really can't fuck with the bat. You're supposed to take it out humanely, but it's like there's still that, like, quick, Ned, grab the gun. He's coming right for us. (laughs) I mean, you know, like it was near the baby. I fucking killed it. You know what I mean? That is the
0: weirdest thing I ever heard of that you can't kill a bat. They're protected, eh?
2: You gotta like capture it and humanely release it.
0: What about a raccoon? Can you drown it?
2: Oh, I don't know about coons. Can you get a <laughs> raccoon on my back, Coach Mama? Just scared off with a broom. No,
0: I'm pretty sure you can't. I'm pretty sure you can't murder any animals because I watch the news in the morning, and there it's from the city. And in the city, there they always when they when someone gets caught like a killing like a raccoon or a, a skunk or something like that, uh, they call PETA, and the news the news ladies cry, and it's a real upsetting ordeal. Are, and then are they really
2: it, aggressive though? Huh? Yeah, are raccoons really aggressive, is it really? Raccoon attacks? Like, is You don't have
0: to. Like, I'm telling you, Jordan, you are 100 percent right in saying you do not have to harm the raccoon in any way, shape, or form. Why? And nor should you. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, from my perspective, because I grew up on a farm, uh, it never occurred to us to not kill them. You know, because they were pests, right? That would like a like a groundhog, right? Um, Charters hit one with on the head with a ball peen hammer. That yeah, was his job. It was his job <laughs> when he worked a on raccoon? his uncle's farm. No, a, 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 groundhog? a
3: groundhog. Wow, ball peen hammer. Jesus yeah, whack a mole for real.
1: I'm yeah, sure.
0: he had it on his farm. All he was out cultivating, and then he, uh, and his uncle said, "If you see a, if you see a rat, or you see a groundhog, you gotta kill it." So that's how he had to do it. Because wow. groundhogs will fuck your, they your vegetables. You ever watch uh, Bugs Bunny? I have. That's some bitch always eating the vegetables. (laughs) Right? Same sort of thing. You got to protect what you're trying to make a living at. So, like a mouse, a rat. Can you kill that if it's in your house?
2: Uh, Yes, because mouse traps and shit. Yeah, that's fine. That's a a vermin, if you will. But they don't have bat traps. No, you have to pay, like, so so many thousand dollars to have your house bat proofed. I mean,
0: I, I had a bat in the church, right? Uh,. And then uh, I I just uh, freaked out, and then I opened the doors, and then I just kind of just kept, like, shutting doors and, like, cornering it until it had to go out the door, Mm -hmm. and then it just flew out the door, so I thought, but it didn't flew out the door. No,
2: that's what I'm trying to tell my wife this situation was.
0: Yeah, it didn't fly out the door. It just flew behind a couch and died, actually.
2: Oh, well, lucky you.
0: Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was asleep, but uh, I gave it to Shazma. He took it home
3: corpse <laughs> yeah it was
0: like mummified it was like dried by the time we found it behind the that couch kind of cool yeah but it was all dried out but i didn't do that to it it died on its own i'm not gonna get any trouble for that
2: <laughs> i didn't just coax it into this room. and i wouldn't
0: I really to be uh, but I in my ha- lifetime i gotta tell you i have killed a couple bats before with a tennis racket or a, uh, mostly broom
3: and a shovel i'm a
2: bitch when it comes
3: to bats man that shit's flying. you can catch late, hey, live release that bat yeah, yeah
0: you can you can easily with a, with a
2: blanket, a blanket. No. yeah
0: blanket yeah, yeah you know in it's a
3: bag a garbage bag or something
0: yeah yeah again i'm not saying this is all for my youth when right. i don't know any better yeah, yeah. and then you just do that stuff this way yeah. i just ushered it out i was my school usher out the door i'm a man of peace now <laughs> i'm just saying i come not i grew up in that and like where it was vo- violent you know more was more violent days things are better now you know, kids are nice to each other now and stuff, and it's all like uh, it is. A lot of things are better.
3: Yeah. You know, me, me as well, Pete. I grew up on a farm, and you know, go out hunting. And,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, all
3: that. It was just in guns, and then, uh, but now I'm like a 25 year vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. I have a live mouse trap. I catch mice at our house and let them all go in the same location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about a kilometer from our house. Oh yeah. <laughs> Do Do it, they find their way back? You think? No way. It's way too far. You think so? For a mouse. Maybe a couple of kilometers. Yeah? Yeah.
2: I know my grandfather used to always live catch the squirrels in this area and then take them down to the cemetery with like 3K down the road. And it always, you know, just always have this endless supply. (laughs) I always thought to myself, I'm like, 3K really isn't that far for an animal. But you you didn't have to do it over one day. I mean, you can spend five days. I don't know.
0: That's why you got to like spray paint them.
2: Yeah. (laughs) The tail.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then mark you know them. if they come back. Tag it.
2: Mark it. Yeah.
0: And then you know if they come back. And then you have to come up with a different plan. Right. Then you do that plan and it goes away. It's fine. I won't murder anything. Though, if I was hungry, I would. Like, if it was my fa- if I had to feed my family or whatever, then I'd start murdering animals again because it's an efficient way to get food and stuff, maybe. I don't know. Plus, I've always had the goal to strangle a deer with my bare hand. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which if I could pull it
2: off. Maybe a female. Maybe a doe. Because I don't know. If you get that rack, I don't think you can get around that neck. I think it would it would get you. Mm. But a doe? Yeah. A well, doe. well,
0: I'm not going to get the best in the, uh, of <laughs> the deer. I'm going to have to get who's ever lagging behind. Maybe someone
2: with a bad leg. A child. No, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Baby. New a baby. <laughs> Newborn deer. Yes. <laughs> I'm still wet. With I'm sti- like amniotic still Amniotic fluid. That's, <laughs> na- yeah, that's
1: nature's it way. <laughs>
0: way. <laughs> it's nature's way
1: enjoy the nap.
2: Yeah. Long <laughs> Sleep.
0: Sleep. You know most of the time too uh, humans are hunter gatherers, right? Uh historically and uh most of the time uh the hunters got nothing. Eh? Yeah. And the gatherers really kept everyone alive and the the hunters would just be the ones be like go out and every once in a while they get something and make a big deal of it and everyone eats a lot for a few days and then nothing forever uh while they just gather right yeah most of the gathering is really what keeps people alive hunting is mo- just keep people occupied happy that's what i think there you go because we don't have the right teeth for it
3: a lot of vegetables in norfolk county
0: yeah you can stay alive around here yeah mm-hmm. but i think in an apocalypse situation probably those farmers aren't putting as much in because you can't sell it
1: <laughs> that's right
0: mm. i'm reading an animal farm now have you guys read it no, I haven't. It's. Have you read Animal Farm? It's a pretty easy read. It's a, it's a short. Uh, it's a little book.
1: It's like ninety four pages.
0: Yeah, it's not a very long book. But it's pretty. It's it's pretty a- applicable to today. But it's basically saying like you know how like uh, it, the animals get together and you're like on a farm, and then the farm's, like like uh, got like a hundred acres on the farm, right? And then the. Um, you got a hundred acres on the farm and like the animals are like, say like, you know what, like this farmer's taking all our milk and he's selling the milk and he's, uh, he's taking the eggs from the chickens and he's selling the eggs. And then, uh, he's, uh, if we were just like making milk for our kids, we wouldn't have to make nearly as much milk. You know, we could, uh, if, if we use this hundred acres just for us animals to live on this hundred acres, we wouldn't have to do nearly as much because we wouldn't be servicing the need of the farmer, you know? we would just be like servicing where we need to live and he said we could have a live like kings on this the same farm if we weren't farmers you know if we or if we weren't doing the the bidding of the farmer if we were just living our own lives you know uh, that's the premise of animal farm so it's pretty uh apropos today that for sure mm-hmm. everybody is uh working for the 1% or whatever really yeah. it's i think that's the th- the translation I used to work, when I worked at the bank, I would make them millions of dollars and then they would give me like a small fraction of that back, you know, but the amount you make them is way more than the amount that you get. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I do cost savings at work and uh, I'm over $200,000 in cost savings and I'll tell you right now, I don't make $200,000. No, right?
0: (laughs) So it's like it's, uh, after a while, you know, like... It becomes like that where it's not doesn't make sense anymore. And if the animals, uh, I, I think, are going to uprise. I haven't finished the book yet, but I think the animals are going to uprise. Right. And I think in an, around, I think that same could happen around in the world when it gets to be a point where people just are sick of. There's too many too many people that don't have enough, and there's the people that have enough have way too much. And eventually, there's going to have to be something that corrects it. Don't you think? Don't you think? (laughs) Because it's like close. Do you think, Mike? Mm -hmm. Like it seems like it has to eventually. People just say, "I don't get it anymore." Like it just—it's not doesn't make sense for me. Like there's always people like me. Like it happened to me. I did it. Like where I couldn't do it anymore, so I stopped doing it Mm -hmm. because it didn't make sense. But like eventually, there'll be more, more and more people that do that because it'll be—they'll keep taking advantage until it's not worth it, and then they'll then you'll stop, right?
3: Right. We can only hope.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what makes me most interested in, in Mike, which we're not going to have enough time to dig too deep into Mike tonight. <laughs> Mike rabbit, Zinger, though.
1: Rabbit facts. The
0: but end. one thing I admire most about Mike Zinger is because I don't think, I don't imagine, Mike, have you ever had a, like a regular job?
3: Oh, uh, not in a while. In a,
0: wa- like a long time? Yeah. Like, did you have a prison job like me? <laughs> Like, where it was like, <clears throat> would you sell insurance or something like cr- crappy? Like, or
3: years ago in another lifetime I, in a factory.
0: A factory work? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So you did the thing where you were, and then what made you wise up?
3: Just couldn't take it anymore. Couldn't punch that clock again.
0: It just didn't, it never sat right with you?
3: No. And then it became impossible. It was like, yeah, it was like, no, I can't do it.
0: And then once you step away then you can't yeah. imagine ever going back, right?
3: Yeah, I took a uh took a little time off. Took a little time off and uh did some touring, did some touring, lived in a Volkswagen van for a while. And, and then
0: figured... Uh, and so so it was a uh, how old were you when this happened?
3: Mm, like mid 20s. Mid 20s.
0: So you knew right away though. You knew pretty early then that yeah. it wasn't for you.
3: Yeah. And then and I was had took a leave of absence actually. Oh really? From my job. Yeah. They talked me into not quitting.
0: Yeah, right, right.
3: And then uh it was like a 6 month leave of absence or something like that. And I was in Boulder, Colorado when the 6 months came up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm,
3: like, oh, I'm not going to make it back
0: in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good place not to to make your decision though. Mm-hmm. That makes it easy. That place I love Boulder, man. That yeah, place beautiful. is cool. Yeah.
3: Beautiful. That was in the 90s.
0: Oh. That's even better to go back to the 90s. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, and that's it, folks. That's an hour. Boom. But we don't have enough. Michael, you have to come back. Let's talk to you again. Because sure. we didn't have a chance to dig into it. We know about as much about you as we know about Steve. <laughs> all right. So that means Mike's going to have to come back. To all you people listening at this point in the show, I would hope that you could come back too next week. We will be the same place you've always found us at Live from the Dutch Hall. But we're not as live anymore, so we are just The Dutch Hall. If you'd like to give us feedback, you can do that. You know how to do it. It's on social medias or at at livefromthedutchhall.gmail.com or at at thedutchhall.gmail.com. Those are the ways to do it. If you're looking for any help with your uh, audio-video needs, we have it here at Spiky Ball Studios. So you can give us an email at spikyballstudios at gmail.com and ask us. We can probably do it for you. Yeah, yeah. And that's it for our show. So until next week, we will see you, NT. See you next time.